Graffiti Japan. Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. But unfortunately, we do not have any booze tonight because, uh, yes, we are sober. It is a school night tonight, and uh, we're in high school, and uh, we got a lot of homework to do tonight. Uh, That's bullshit, obviously, but uh, yeah, we ain't drinking. We ain't drinking tonight. I've got a lot of stuff to do this month, and um, yeah, you got to keep your your voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Baders, obviously, I'm not here alone for all you guys are listening. I'm here with the one and the only, a musical genius that's living here in Tokyo. He's been here in Tokyo for years, firing up a storm, performing all over the place, performing at many, I don't even know how many like venues you've played at in the last week. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the golden voice. We're here with Q. Q, welcome to the show. Thank you you for having me, Johnny. I appreciate it. My God. So, um, so many questions from me. There's, there's so much to ask and I know you're super busy, so I'm going to yeah. keep it short, sweet, directly to the point. No worries. But, uh, yeah, first off, um, once again, thank you. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. And, um, how did you get into music? I mean, you're, you're, you perform all over the place in Tokyo. You're, you're just like a legend here. And I got to know, how did you get into music and how did you come to Japan? Uh, Is that well, cool? well, yeah. yeah, well, basically getting into music, uh, I was kind of thrown into music, at an early age when I was six. Six? Yeah, so my parents, we attended a uh, gospel church when we lived in Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. in the U.S., of course. So at that time, they kind of threw me into the gospel choir and mm-hmm. been singing ever since. Really? Yeah. Wait, was it because you're a bad kid? They're like, we got to get this guy. Yeah, we got to get him on was, stage. Yeah, you know? probably some, <laughs> He's not cleaning his room, not doing anything like that. We got we got to put him on stage, get him something to do, you know? Yeah, instead of putting me up for adoption, they decided to throw me into the church. So that's, uh, you know. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, my parents used to lock me in the basement. Yeah, that's a bad idea, folks. If you got kids in the basement, it's a bad idea because that's where the video games were. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Laverne and Shirley and playing video games, and it was Atari back in the day. Not good oh, video yeah, games. Yeah. Not okay. that good old Nintendo so stuff. So you had just the, uh, like, the, the Pong thing, right? The mm-hmm. paddle thing that went back and forth? Ah, we had Pong. Yeah, we had yeah. Pong. My favorite game was Defender, though. And, of course, Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's probably why I'm so bizarre. <laughs> oh, man. It's like that movie, People Under the Stairs. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that was pretty freaky, but I was in the basement. But the kid <laughs> in the basement playing video games. Man, you had good parents. <laughs> My parents are good. But, uh, man, that's awesome. So you're singing when you're, you're six years old, and then you never stopped. And- yeah, so started getting in. I guess I got into the uh, food service industry, and I was basically doing that for 25, 28 years. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. kind of got burnt out and decided to audition for a band mm-hmm. um, when I was living in Greensboro, North Carolina. 
Oh, they didn't have a name at the time, but we we ended up going with Fat Joy. So they're looking Fat Joy, Fat Joy, Fat so Joy we're on, on nice. YouTube. We're on YouTube. So I auditioned for that band. I got the job and just started, you know, lead performing from there. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, you yeah. are amazing on stage. Thanks, man. Amazing on stage. Yeah. So, so you're performing, and uh, you had that band. Did you have multiple bands after that? Before you yeah. So I started touring with a really great soul group called Hobex out mm -hmm. of uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill area. Cool. Uh, Greg Humphreys, great guy. So he brought me on as a percussionist and uh, backup singer. Mm -hmm. So I went on a national tour with those guys. Fantastic. So I was doing that for over two years, you know, going from the East Coast, West Coast, down South, up North, uh, living out of a suitcase. Most really musicians do when they tour. <laughs> great experience. You know, great band. And ended up getting an opportunity to move out to Japan. So left um, Greensboro, North Carolina mm -hmm. and moved to Tokyo. Awesome. So when you were touring back in the day, was yeah. it like old school, like touring where like basically you had a van, you had like six dudes and you had like instruments and actually there's more instruments and uh, amplifiers than people. So you're yeah, all was squished like, so, together. Well, honestly, we were lucky. We we had a nice size van. It was six, five or six guys at a time, depending on what the mm -hmm. ensemble was. Mm -hmm. But we had a big trailer in the back that pulled all our gear. Really? Which got interesting in snowstorms. Oh, I'm sure it did. You got any <laughs> so stories? <good. laughs> oh, here you're looking out the window, like I'm seeing oh. all your all your belongings just kind of swaying back in the rearview mirror. Oh no, you're just praying. You're like, oh god, I'll be a good boy. All those bad things. I'm really sorry. I feel, oh geez, that's yeah. what I would be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great time. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know that's the thing that a lot of bands say, and I interview a lot of musicians on the show, and um, they like whenever I talk to them about touring, they're always like, "Oh God, touring was absolutely the worst, man. We we didn't eat, we didn't make any money, yeah. and and it, like basically we got disrespected by club owners, and it was horrible. Yeah, but to that. be honest, it was like the best time of my life. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. Like, yeah, it was the best of times. Right, right, right. That's what they say, you know. But, you know, it's it's hard living, but it's really fun. It really helps when you have a good, mm -hmm. you know, camaraderie mm -hmm. with the people that you're jamming with. Of course, if you hate each other, it's going to make those road trips much longer, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read a... I read a couple of books on the Ramones about how they would tour and they would just like either tour like pure silence or they'd just be fighting. <laughs> right. See, so I was I was fortunate. Nothing like that. Everybody yeah. got along. Great time. That's fantastic. Have you toured out here in Japan or have you mostly stayed in Tokyo? Yeah, mostly Tokyo. I've done a couple of gigs, you know, like Yokohama, but nothing too far. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to, but just with those schedule, it hasn't really permitted any much like touring and things like that. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, so I'm mostly um, in Tokyo. And that's cool. Yeah, well, playing music in Tokyo is basically where it's at. I mean, people yeah. all over the world want to come to Tokyo just yeah. to perform. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, some people like save up for a whole year just to come out here and perform and try to make break even. Some people right, right, do right. sometimes make a lot of money, but yeah. Yeah, it's tough. You gotta you just love, love the music. If you're looking trying to get famous, you're gonna be miserable. So you just well, that's in any industry. Yeah, in anything. Yeah. So you just have to enjoy artist. It. Yeah, and I think um, it's a you know obviously Tokyo is a big draw for singers. Mm. So you know there can there can be a lot of competition, but you know it's a nice family out here. 
Yeah, that's true. But I, I think when it comes to like musicians here in Tokyo, there's like more guitarists than anything. Yeah, you can find guitarists everywhere. Yeah, it's no hard. offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no shortage. There are a dime a There's dozen. no shortage of guitarists. <laughs> drummers, on the other hand, yeah, drummers, uh, keyboardists are. You know, that can be kind of a task sometimes. There's lots of bass players, mm-hmm. but you know, people willing to, you know, for example, I go to a lot of like open jams. And yeah. they're always struggling to find a singer. Really? A yeah. singer? Yeah. Like wow. a proper singer. Somebody that can like do different types of music. You can do everything. I've heard yeah. you do everything. Yeah. So they usually like, oh, there's a singer here. Thank God. You know, no, thank God. have got all these guitarists and no singers. You know, so that's, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> all the guitarists, one drummer, and finally there's a singer. Okay. Oh, man. How come is it? How come it's so hard to find a good drummer? Not a good drummer, but so hard to find a drummer here in Tokyo. Yeah, that's that? a, yeah, it's really that's a good question. It really is. It's a it can be a uphill challenge for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think like uh, what you call it. I think it might be probably because of the the space and the sound, right? Because you could play like electric guitar, plug it into your amp, and then plug in some headphones, and you could jam all night. And your neighbors will never know. Yeah. But if you're playing like the drums, it's it's impossible. Like I mean, dude, my neighbors. I mean, this place here is pretty soundproof, you know. Right. But I mean, if I had a drum kit, you know, I mean, the cops would be here. Yeah, like, that's a good point. The space, you know, the sound, and trying to afford, you know, digital drums. Those things aren't cheap. Yeah, they they must be really expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, and even a digital drum, I mean, still you've got sticks and you're hitting something like that. And your neighbors, they're just going to be hearing something like this. Like, it's going to sound like, you know, like you're tap dancing. Like, oh my God, that guy's tap dancing all night long. How does he keep it up? He sounds pretty good, but still, you know. Yeah. So I think that that's probably a good part of it. You know, I'm gonna show, but yeah. So, faders, uh, if you're in Japan or planning on coming to Japan, either be a good singer or a decent drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm playing mostly like uh, hand percussion, bongos, djembe, things like that. You are doing that. Yeah, still doing really? hand percussion. Yeah, I had a great uh, teacher, Sandy Blocker, when I was in Greensboro. Wow, I didn't know taught you me control. everything I know. Wow, fantastic. Well, you basically you've got all bases. Co- Can you play guitar? I cannot. I have a guitar. In a closet, which I'm pissed about. I'm get, trying to give it to a friend of mine so he can start using it. Yeah. But yeah, I can't play guitar. Uh, I can't play piano, damn it. I wish I did. Mm, I don't have the fingers. Look how small these It would make are. things so much easier in, in terms of being able to translate your music to other musicians if I could at least play piano, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. chords and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I learned basically music through ear. Really? Yeah, just through ear. Well, like Eddie Van Halen. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. So so you're making your own music now and you're performing. Yeah, band. so um, I play with a house band mm-hmm. um, right now in Daikinyama once or twice a month. I don't have my own band mm-hmm. at the moment, but I'm more of a support. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see you. Like yeah. every time I go, yeah, not every time, but like many times when I go out, like I go to a lot of like nightclubs and live houses, I'll see you on stage. And I'm like, I know that guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> what's up? It's Johnny. <laughs> Oh man, especially with the Dickens, man. Like I remember yeah, yeah, the yeah, Dickens, yeah. you're always there. And like you're either at the bar hanging out with like a bunch of people or you're on stage. Or sometimes the last time I was out there, they had this this amazing, it was like a funk reggae band. And mm. that there's like the place was packed and yeah, people yeah, were yeah, just yeah. grooving and dancing. And all of a sudden I hear in the mic, 
Thank you. Get your ass up here on stage, man. And also, you got on stage and you guys were playing like all sorts of jams, man. That was an amazing night. That was like so much fun. Yeah, you guys yeah. like killed it. Yeah, so I'm trying to start my own thing. But yeah, like I said, I I have other bands that are trying to get me to sing. So I don't have to reach Obviously <laughs> so. That, geez, that's such a big problem. Uh, everybody loves me. Uh, oh, my God. That's that's great. Yeah, and what the Dickens is a great place to perform at. Like, yeah, I, they're I having remember. their anniversary. They've been, I guess, their twenty eighth anniversary is coming up at the end of the month. Oh my god! And so I'm doing the uh, doing the poster for them. They're advertising. Are you really? for, yeah. Oh my god! And the guy's an artist too. That's awesome. All right, but um, yeah, what the Dickens, man? Like that place is absolutely spectacular. I want to talk about them for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been performing there for like what? 10 years probably at least a total and total maybe 12 years 12 years over 12 yeah. years wow yeah. that's awesome i love that place what the yeah, dickens yeah. is so, so awesome the staff they're so nice they're so friendly they, they pour like the best pints now faders um for all you people out there that haven't been to japan or are planning on coming to japan a lot of times when you go to bars they give you a pint and it's a pint or maybe it look the glass kind of looks like a pint and half of it or three-fourths of it will be foam and you look at that and you're like, oh, man, you don't complain. You just want to be nice. You buy it and you, you drink it, whatever. And then you go up quickly and you get another one. And it's the same deal. But not with the Dickens. You go to what the Dickens and they give you a full pint. The prices are great. Proper. The pint is proper. And oh, man, dude. Yeah, well, whiskeys. Their whiskey pours are really strong, really great, too. And yeah, the staff is good. And food. Food. Oh, man. Their desserts are off the hook. Yes. Dude, if I'm in Ebisu and I'm like, hey, what do you feel like doing for dinner? My wife's like, well, I want to go to Dickens for dessert, obviously. And I'm like, right, yes, right, right. dude. But yeah, their their food, their fish and chips. What does she have? Like the brownie? Don't they have a brownie? The brownie with the ice cream. cream on it? Yeah, yeah, the brownie with the ice cream. And everything is homemade. They make it yeah. there that day. Everything is fresh. It's super fresh. It is fresher than fresh. It's moving. The, 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 the chocolate brownie is moving. <laughs> That's how fresh it is. That's how fresh it is. Yeah, their food there is so good. I yeah, love they're their fish and chips, man. You so know, good. I think their fish and chips and are the proper. best. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the best really, really in Japan. Good. You know what? I had, uh, there's a place actually not too far from us that has decent fish and chips, but yeah, Dickens is great. Dickens is the best. Yeah, they got great music, great sound, great stuff. Everything is good. The location is it's what, like what, three, four minutes from Ebisu Station? Yeah, very, um, very homey inside. Both wood, you know, John built all that. It's very yeah, nice. yeah. So check it out for sure. Definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, you're there a lot of the time. <laughs> I can't get me out of there. Oh, my they're God. trying to yeah. kick me out of there right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should be there right now. What are, what are we doing podcasting Go away. There? You were here yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was there last week. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I was. I got so drunk. Oh God, yeah. I was. Yeah, it was madness last night. A good uh, a guy that uh, used to be in a band called the Mutekis, I believe. Mike. He hadn't performed. Mike, the good yeah, things. Yeah, the yeah. good things. He hadn't performed there in like four years, and the place was packed out to support him and his band. Yeah, Mike's a great guy. And it was off the chain. Drinks were flying everywhere. Oh, it's a good thing you went there. Yeah, I'm glad it was. We, dude, we probably time. wouldn't be pro- podcasting right. Now. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, let's just. Let's just go back to the bar. <laughs> I'll bring the microphone. We'll go back. But oh man, yeah, this so is that's cool. why this today. That's why you're drinking juice. Grape juice, man. Grape juice. Well, grape juice is good. There's vitamins and stuff in there. You can't go wrong with grapes. Wine's made from grapes. Sure that. Yeah. 
God, I got to stay sober, man. Like um, I've got my thing, Tokyo Art Tank at the end of the month. And I've got basically it's seven days and on every single day. I've got like an event happening, sometimes Ooh. two events. I've got like a yo- yoga and art class, a drawing class. I got a film festival. I've got like uh, five bands performing. Awesome. Uh, I've got a cocktail party, a meet and greet. I've got a, a three or four podcast interviews. And then I've got like on Saturday and Sunday, I've got like, I don't know, hundreds of people that are going to be coming through the doors. The first 20 people get like free like skateboards and t-shirts and like tangible art and stuff and i'm organizing absolutely everything the, the finances the the booking of the mm. artists the booking of the venue the promotion mm. everything and, and so basically every day i've got a checklist of like 20 things that i have to do right right people right. i gotta call and stuff so i mean there's there's no way i can like you know spend a whole night getting drunk this month you know and like waking <laughs> up the next day being like i can't believe i got all this work to do and it's already four o'clock in the afternoon right. yeah that, that's not gonna happen and also i got my paintings that i have to show and stuff, right you got so. your work to do, so yeah yeah yeah, I want to book you for the next yeah, that'd be great. Tank. So I'm more of a, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I do a lot of, um, I used to love to paint. Yeah. Just because I didn't have the space, I kind of had to scale down my operation. Yeah. So I just started sketching, mm-hmm. drawing a lot of things, scanning it, mm-hmm. and finishing off in like Photoshop. So doing like that's multimedia cool. art. Well, that's good. So uh, I have, you don't have to worry about smelling up my mom's place with my paints and all mm-hmm. my supplies and things like that. Your mom's here in Japan? No, when I went home, you know, because I left oh, Japan. Yeah, you know, left, okay, okay. I left Japan after my accident. I went back mm-hmm. to the U.S. for like seven years. And so I didn't have the space to kind of sprawl out and have paints and acrylics all over the place. So Yeah, you saw my studio. My studio yeah. looks like... It looks like, but it's bomb that you have a spot. You yeah, know, you have a space for your art stuff. I've never yeah. had that, so I had to kind of do everything on my, a lot of stuff on my computer. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, man. Sometimes when you're pushed against a wall, that's when you get really creative. Mm. You know, like basically, like I mean, if you want to do a big piece, but you can't do a big piece, you're like, shoot. Well, I'll, I'm going to do a smaller piece, but I'm going to put you know like a thousand times more effort and energy and thought into it, where you make it like so much better than a big piece. Right. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. I've done huge pieces. I've done murals. I've done small pieces. I've done artwork the size is about, what was this? Like what? Half a meter by a meter, whatever. I've done all sizes. And a lot of times over like huge paintings and huge pieces of artwork are sometimes overrated. You know, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's great. But, you know, a lot of times like it's just like, it doesn't have the detail that a smaller piece has, right, you know, right, it's like right. when you look at a smaller piece, something that's like almost like that can fit in both of your hands and you hold it and you look at it, you're like, wow, you can kind of like swim in it. You know, you just kind of like look at all the little details from like the top to the bottom, whatever. When it's huge, you can sometimes it's so big, you can just like kind of like miss a lot of information. Yeah, you know? true that. Or sometimes a lot of artists just get lazy when it's so big, you know, and they, they have like one major focal point and then there's all this negative space that they don't worry about. You don't have that luxury when it's small, which means you have to focus a lot of your energy, making it more creative and better, you know? Right. True point. So, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, yeah, smaller is better. Smaller is <laughs> better. Just like make note, of, make note of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. But definitely like, I'm, show me some stuff, whatever, you know, I would love to get you in. Um, My next one is going to be June. Maybe June of 2024. Yeah. About six months from now. Six months. Yeah, You're probably going to need at least six months to recoup after this one coming up. Yeah. Gosh. Tell me about it. I mean, like two Tokyo art tanks ago, I wound up in the hospital. Too much stress. Oh my yeah, God. You were full motor. I remember mm. a year. Oh my gosh. I mean, I've got a lot of energy. I do a lot of things all at the same time, but the thing is, it's just like sometimes, but you know, one body. 
Yeah, one <laughs> body. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, we've got all this like technology coming out. We've got like all this AI. We've got like like we got walking robots now. You know, they got these. Yeah. They're trying to make laws against walking robots. We got UFOs in the sky. Yeah. It's crazy, but we don't have clones. Well, they're gonna. You'll be able to upload your consciousness into your laptop, so maybe that can help you out with. Huh. You have uh, two brains. That would well, no. One brain is just was more than enough for me. I can barely handle this one. One AI this meat brain. computer up here is, uh, is all it takes. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just need another body to do all like the physical work. Oh, I I wish I could have two bodies, and so this body right here can actually rest a little bit. Holy well, smokes! Work. I'm sure it's just around the corner. Oh god, yeah. Around the corner. Tell me about some of your future gigs. So, you got any gigs coming up? Right now, you got tons. Um, I'm just kind of get into the like the Christmas season, so I'll probably be doing some Christmas singing gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, personal projects, I'd like mm-hmm. to be able to get, do more artwork in the coming year, so I'm sure we'll be, you know, wow, much more. So I'm steering a little bit away from the music and do a little bit more. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you when you do like uh, what you call artwork and stuff, basically you start something and then you move it into Photoshop. Do you yeah. do Photoshop for like a composition or for coloring? Yeah, or uh, usually typically text? that's a good point. Uh, usually just to brighten up the colors and add texture, things I couldn't necessarily mm-hmm. do by hand. Yeah. So, but the vast majority of the work I do is by hand. Wow, awesome! That's yeah. cool. But using the computers, I mean, it's it's great. It's an amazing tool. Yeah, it's still a learning curve. But, you know, I'm I'm self taught when it comes to like um, doing mm-hmm. graphic design and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I could do better. Because mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. friend, they're like, oh, you know, there's shortcuts for that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot I don't know about Photoshop. Oh, dude, Photoshop is almost never ending. Yeah, you know, there's so like, many tricks and shortcuts and things like that that I just saw. So uh, it's always a trial, trial by error when I'm using it. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really good with Photoshop like yeah. 20 years ago. Now, now, basically, I use it for all the stuff that I need it for, and then that's it. Right. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to my artwork, I mean, all my stuff is like just like, you know, can on canvas, but uh, I do do, I mean, I take care of my website and stuff and websites. Oh God, that's another headache. Mm. Even when you use something as easy as Squarespace, still I'm like totally stressed right. out. I'm like, ah, how do I add a button on top of a picture? <laughs> how do I do that? Wait, and I'm like watching YouTube videos, like a 20 minute video just mm. for like a 30 second, like informate piece of information. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. I wouldn't even feel confident trying to like teach people how to do you know teach oh man there's no way oh gosh yeah um yeah i'm not a teacher not at all but uh yeah craig you know craig yeah 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 Yeah, i love that guy he's great he's awesome Uh, amazing musician but he's an art teacher yeah yeah i've uh gone to a few of his events he's Mm -hmm. always got some things going on facebook you know advertising his art events dr sketchy yeah dr sketchy that does a lot of events he teaches children he's just um, family sessions Mm -hmm. things like that yeah he's really good great stuff yeah you know you know how impressive that guy is he makes his own paints Right, right. He mixes everything up. I went to his place. Like the first time I went to his studio, like he's got this studio, right? This uh, it's like an art school painting studio. Like it's it's full on and it's right down in Hiro. So anyway, the first time I went there, he had this uh, wall with all these powders. They're all different colors. And I walked in, I was like, uh, what the heck is going on here, Breaking Bad? He's like, what do you mean? 
Oh, oh, those. Oh, no, no, I make my own paints. And I was like, what do you mean you make your own paints? He's like, well, see, these here are paint powders and you got to mix them with these three oils and then you got to take egg whites and you mix them all together, kind of like how like Picasso did, whatever, when he was younger and stuff. And I'm like, what you what? And he's like, do, yeah, do but I don't do it like how Michelangelo used to do it with chicken blood. I'm like, what chicken? What? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. I'm joking. I'm so joking. But uh, yeah, he actually takes like uh, these a, I guess they would be like yeah, like uh, pigment powders or something, Ooh. and he mixes them with like two or three different kinds of oils, and he's got to measure on the oils to get the right like thickness and this and that or whatever. And then when he gets like a solid red, he mixes it with like another color and puts those two colors together. Yellow and blue makes green. Cats and dogs fighting together. It's crazy. <laughs> but it anyway, yeah, yeah. It's it, I was blown away. I was like, and that's how you make these huge, beautiful paintings. He's like, yeah, I just make them just like how the masters made them, and I'm like, wow. That guy's crazy good. Yeah, he knows his business. He knows his business. Yeah. Actually, at Tokyo Art Tank, he's going to be the art teacher. Oh, sweet. Well, yeah. yeah. He's qualified, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah he's I'll qualified. be there, yeah. <laughs> well, let me know if you need a bouncer. I could stand there and, like, you know, fin people off from bouncer. rushing the stage. No, no, no. Show the up. Groupies, you know? the no, groupies, but his groupies, groupies maybe. Yeah, but, your uh, groupies. My groupies, geez. My groupies with that little kitty over there that's sleeping. Hello, kid. Yeah, she's bored. <laughs> she's like, he's been podcasting all day again. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Play with me. But, uh, and I will. But the thing is, it's just like, yeah, come, you know, get your draw on, hang mm. out and stuff. We'll get some bears together and stuff. You mm. can check out like the venue. And then uh, if you want, I mean, I've got like right now, like the whole next uh, event has open walls. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Uh, nobody's booked a wall yet. So you can be like, I want that one. And it's yours. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And actually, actually, this last Tokyo Art or this few upcoming Tokyo Art Tank is just like, uh, I, I think there's a couple of artists that are having issues that maybe they'll be there. Maybe they won't. So make sure you have some stuff that's right. ready. Right. Yeah. You got to make sure. You case, because of like a, if somebody like cancels, you know, I, I need a backup guy. Yeah. Somebody can fill this. I, yeah. you, you got I want you to fill it, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because I so think no, it's no Banksy this year. No Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Banksy. I thought you were Banksy. I was like, Peter, speak up Banksy here. Banksy has cooler He's hair. He's American. <laughs> I don't think he has hair. I've seen a couple of people who are supposed to, who are supposedly Banksy. They're like, they look like Uncle Fester. Well, apparently Banksy, oh, well, it's not the news section yet, but apparently he's been potentially sued and he might have to reveal his identity. You know, the, you know, the interesting thing about him revealing is potentially sued. Yeah, like all his like images are stencils that he copied. <laughs> and then and then, actually, if you watch the movie, like Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yeah, great movie. It's a great movie, but you're like, huh, that's illegal. Yeah, that's illegal. That's illegal. That's a, I think most of the stuff in this movie is quite illegal. Legal. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like a documentation of like the, all the laws. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah but, but the thing is just like, you know, one thing about England I got a friend that's British, right? And uh, we talk sometimes about like business because he's an artist too. And uh, one thing that we talk about is like, you know, like paying taxes and like the business side of art and stuff, which is like a lot of fun, the fun part of art. Yeah. But um, anyway, he said in England that the government does not mess around with taxes. Like they they do not mess around. Like, I mean, the IRS is pretty scary. You know, I'm scared. I, I pay my taxes. I If they want more, I'm like, take my money. I've got blood too. Take it. I've got, you could probably have a pint. It, right, right, right. It, I'm not sure how good it tastes, but you can, I'll give them anything they want, you know? But the thing is, it's just like the, the British, the UK, IRS, or whatever they have over there, their government, woo, 
they are strong. They get their money. Guys. They get their money. So the thing is, I'm I'm really I'm really interested how Banksy is like this phenomenally unrecognizable unknown person, right? And he's making millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions. Stop me uh, of dollar yen. No, what's he making? Pounds, okay. pounds over there, and like. Nobody knows who he is. Right, right. You know, if you follow the money, you'll find Banksy, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, because I mean, he must be paying taxes, right? I, you would think so. You think his mom pays the taxes for him? But then, you know, it's like, well, if Mrs. Banksy's paying taxes. It's got to be Junior. Is he a shell company? <laughs> uh, who knows? How does an artist come up with a shell company? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he washes it. Maybe he's a dishwasher somewhere. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> that's that's crazy. But anyway, somebody knows who Banksy is. I'm sure it's Banksy. <laughs> Banksy knows who Banksy is. Oh, man. Well, anyway, yeah. Getting sued, huh? Yeah, yeah. So apparently um, something happened where I guess some company target maybe used one of his designs without his permission. I'm oh, sorry. He's suing them. Right. And so what happened oh. was, well, he didn't sue. He went out apparently on his Twitter or Instagram told his fans to go after this company. Ooh, that's well, illegal. some of these people were not amicable. Uh -huh. So now they're saying that he incited um, aggressive behavior towards this company. Ooh, yeah. So they're suing now. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get to him. So if he has to reveal his identity mm -hmm. in court, mm -hmm. of course, all these countries that have been kind of vandalized, you know, vandalized are going to start coming after him. But, you know, I mean, yeah, that, that's a whole weird thing when it comes to, like, graffiti and art and stuff. You know, I mean, if you're just, like, an average, like, you know, graffiti artist and you're, like, spray painting buildings or whatever, that's completely illegal. And, yeah, I mean, you'll get a fine. You'll get uh, you'll go to jail in Japan. Woo, you, they'll throw the book at you. Do yeah, not do okay. any graffiti here. No, 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 no. But, uh, yeah, but if you're Banksy and you do it, people steal it. Or, or maybe like if you do it on a if he if he did it on a building, the building itself, like the the value of the buildings just went up like twelve million dollars. Yeah, just like the recently the governor of maybe Osaka or Tokyo or whatever, she took a picture next to a Banksy. I guess he was in Japan. Oh, really? And did a little just like a corner piece, mm -hmm. and she was taking a picture with it. Yeah, you know. well, I would too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm not Banksy. Vandalism, <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. Then it's street art. I don't know. Is there a finite? I I don't think there's a fine line. I think it's very gray, you know, mm. when it comes to like, you know, like graffiti and street art and stuff, you know. But um, I, I think it just depends on like, I guess, the governor. I guess. Well, that's why I think his, that's why his anonymity is so important. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing keeping him out of prison mm -hmm. and him able to keep making so much money. How do you make money when nobody knows who you are? So he's got, I mean, his accountant knows, but his accountant's got to file his taxes, which means his name's got to under go what, under, yeah, under, yeah. under Banksy. Hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway. Sure lots of people would know, want to know how he worked that out. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I'm sure he's got a warehouse. So. Yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to have his name. Under so, some, yeah. Yeah. Credit yeah. cards. Follow the money. Follow the money. Ooh, yeah. I mean. He had a he had a huge show in Tokyo a couple of years ago. Mm. It was like this huge um, exhibition that was up for a long, 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 long time. And and I'm not sure if they sold work, but they had a lot of his stuff there. I had a lot of friends that went. I never went. I was always too busy, and then mm. I forgot about it. Mm. But um, yeah, sorry, Banksy, love you, buddy, but I didn't go. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> Nobody does. Is but, it even um, a dude? You know, it could Maybe be a, it's girl. a house mom. It could be a house mom. I mean. <laughs> 
a lot of the art is just stencils. Anybody could do it. It's the concept, really. You know, you, you got a mouse. The mouse has got a balloon, but the balloon is a hand grenade, you know? <laughs> it's a Banksy, right? So, I mean, anybody could come up with that. It's just like he was the first one to do it. It, yeah. could, it could be like a house mom. She's like... Then again, think about this. What if it's like a house, a house mom, you know, and and she's going down the street with like a stroller, and then people are just like, oh, look at that old lady. She's gone there buying groceries with her kid. But then when nobody's looking, she takes out the kid, and it's like not even a kid, it's like a doll, and she's using it, and it's like a <laughs> paint can. She's spray painting like stencils on the wall, and then nobody's the wiser because nobody would ever think that Banksy is like a housewife the or a house mom or whatever. Canister and the fake baby. Oh, interesting. Well, that's something that Banksy would do. <laughs> and the baby's holding a hand grenade who knows man oh geez but yeah that's interesting but yeah oh gosh but once again do not do street art or any graffiti in japan that's a no no in this country man yeah oh my goodness unless you're banksy i guess (laughs) right exactly oh man but anyway tokyo art tank is happening on november 27th to december 3rd and um yeah if anybody pulls out man like i mean Dude, I've I've got this this little area and stuff that I'm thinking that uh, it's like a long story, but anyway, yes, Ooh. yes, get some stuff ready just in case. Okay, awesome. And um, okay, yes, I need you to plug you. So, uh, which call it? Yeah. Uh, websites, uh, Instagram, Facebook, SNS. What do you got, Q? Yeah. So, if you'd like to check out some of my artwork, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Q Kendrick Art mm-hmm. at Instagram. Show notes. It'll be on the show notes. Also, there'll be a link to some of my YouTube uh, videos with my old band, Fat Joy. Cool. And a shout out to some of the people I perform with. So check it out, please. That'll be fantastic. All right. Uh, but in terms of on the calendar, just doing some regular shows in Daikinyama, but uh, no no major, major things to push. But oh, not uh, yet. Always, not yet. Wish, always wishing everyone well. Cool. Very please cool. take care. Awesome. Well, on that note, Q, thank you very much for being here. Oh, no That's news. Huh? No oh, news. Jesus, the news. news. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, it's been a while. See, the thing is. See, that's why he needs me. Yeah, that's why I need That's why I really need you. Okay, Peters, uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we've got the news. Man, we're on a roll, man. I was just like, and that's a show. Banksy is me. No, Banksy's you, I bet. Banksy's the cat. I wish. Look at that cat. She's so mischievous. I bet she's, hey. yeah, look at her. Hey, how you doing, girl? Hey. Where are you hiding the money, kitty? Yeah, where is the money? Where are you hiding the money? Probably in the bedroom. Yo, faders, the holiday season is slowly creeping up, and there's only one way to stay ahead of present panic. And that's by shopping for the holidays early. This year, don't stress about finding something cool for your friends, family, and or significant other. Get something special and unique by commissioning an original popsicle painting from yours truly. Or by purchasing a masterpiece from the Spilt Inks website. Yo, that's right. Look down in Got Faded Japan's episode notes and click on the Spilt Inks website link and take a look around and find something exciting. So this year, forget about the holiday rush, forget about stress, and forget about stressing on getting a cool present for that special person. This year, take care of yourself. And you can only take care of yourself by getting an original piece of artwork that's gonna last you and or that significant other, friend, family, boss, neighbor, enemy, whatever, that's gonna last them a lifetime. All right, Saito-san, cut off the Christmas music. It's not even December yet. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to 
chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back, feeders, and we've got the news. We've got the news. Yes. We got the news. We've got Yes, we've got the news. And uh, Q, um, the guest always goes first. And we've got a great story for you. And uh, without further ado, enjoy. Thank you. Man arrested after sneaking into woman's apartment and washing her lingerie. Ooh. That's a real story. That's that that's something that actually happened. Yeah. Do you want me to read it? Uh, what? Yeah, please read it. Yeah. On the morning of October 30th, a 28-year-old woman living in the town of Hamamatsu, Shizuoka Prefecture went out from her apartment for the day. Unfortunately, she left her door unlocked. And sure enough, while she had been out, an intruder had let himself in. That is not infrequently the case in such incidents in Japan. The man had entered the woman's apartment, was targeting her underwear. Ooh, what a shock. However, the intruder was no panty thief as he didn't take any of the undergarments with him when he left. As a matter of fact, the woman might not have even known anyone had been in her apartment while she was gone, except for the fact that when she returned in the evening, she noticed that her underwear had been washed and hung up to dry, along with some other articles of her clothing. Wow, this guy's really interesting. Now, there are many cases where someone doing your laundry for you is incon- or is convenient and or considered a considerate thing. For instance, if it's your spouse or a maid service you fired, this though was obviously not one of those desirable situations. And so the next day, the woman went to her local police box and reported the incidents to officers on duty. I would love to hear that meeting. Wow. The, the cops like some pervert so, washed my underwear. Did he use soap? <laughs> what kind of soap? Was it downy? Was it downy? how much downy? <laughs> was it the pink one that smells like flower? Yeah, my wife likes that one. How many yeah. times did he fold your underwear, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> three times. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
Oh my gosh. Wow, that's definitely interesting. Oh, that is different. Yeah, yeah. There's still a little oh, more too. It wasn't long before the culprit was in custody. Uh-oh. Oh my God. Before the day was done, another resident of the apartment building <laughs> the woman lives in came to the police box, bringing along a third resident of the building, a 50-year-old man who admitted that I entered the woman's apartment without permission and that he had washed the lingerie in other and other clothing and that's the story man do you think this guy's nickname in prison will be mr clean <laughs> he's bald he's got some muscles and a white shirt he's like he's got he a just, tattoo of an anchor. maybe he has a fetish for clean laundry yeah maybe, maybe he just loves cleaning he's like well yeah. first i was going to come in and start off with the laundry because that was the most dirty and then i was going to wash the floors and then the ceiling and then you know the bathroom and then you know, well, you know what's probably funny is like other people's underwear are really clean but he's wearing dirty shit yeah maybe maybe that's where he gets off that's, <laughs> that's weird it. isn't that weird his stuff is just crap stained oh but <laughs> you know i've been doing this podcast since 2009 and i've never ever ever come across a story like this this is the first time i've covered everything you can imagine i've covered everything you can imagine i've been doing the news for gosh what what <laughs> Many years, many years. The math, it's not coming. What was it? 10, 12, 14, was it 20, 14 years. I've been doing it for 14 years. And uh, yeah, oh my gosh. This is the first time somebody breaks into a woman's apartment. To clean her underwear. To clean her underwear. That's definitely a first. And other things. Probably is her lingerie and her socks. He's like, oh, these are dirty too. Oh, these are even worse. I got to wash these. Where, where, where does she keep her bleach? I mean, are they going to, what are they going to do with this guy? I guess he's in prison. He'll get what laundry duty? I guess. Of- yeah, he's definitely not going to be the cook. <laughs> There's no way. Oh man. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, thank you. Okay. Next story. <clears throat> okay. Let's let's find some. Okay. Should we stick with the pervy stuff or some violence? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Man arrested for assaulting taxi driver in Aichi Prefecture. This story took place in Aichi. Police in Obu, Aichi Prefecture, have arrested a 55-year-old man in suspicion of assaulting a 75-year-old taxi driver on Thursday. According to police, the incident occurred at around 11.40 p.m. I bet you he was drunk. <laughs> Police said Kazunori Nagasawa, who works for a division of the Aichi Prefectural Police Department, asked the driver to stop the taxi and then grabbed him by the collar and shook him violently. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Kyoto News reported a passerby called 110, a.k.a. 911. Hmm. Police said that Nagasawa had been out drinking. Uh, there we go. There we go. 6 p.m., yep. a.k.a. Day fading. Happy hour. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, you know, happy hour isn't happy all the time. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. I mean, not for this guy. Um, I'm drinking since 6 p.m. at three pubs in Nagoya. Nagoya's got some good bars, actually. Apparently. Yeah. They got some great stuff. Listing here. Yeah. Uh, the first with about 40 colleagues before going to the second and third pubs with two colleagues. He was in a taxi on his way home when the trouble started. Um, please quoted Nagasawa as saying that he can't remember what happened. Obviously, this guy's got a good lawyer. Um, that's usually what the lawyer tells you to do. Yeah. Don't I say was, nothing. I think lawyers all over the world give you that advice. Yeah. yeah, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. But um, yeah, um, faders, if you're day fading, if you're drinking from 6 p.m. and uh, you're drinking if it's happy hour, you're getting the beers for probably half the price or something, usually half the price in Japan. 
the second bar is sometimes a good idea, but never go to the third bar. Yeah, third, it's disaster. Yeah, you never want to be that guy. It's like nine o'clock at night and you're completely wasted out of your mind. Like, hey, yeah, you're that guy, sure. Yeah. And we've all been that guy, but you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so don't do it. Don't don't drink from 6 p.m. to like, well, when the trouble started, 11.40, midnight. That's like, what, 12 hours? Oof. That's That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, he was crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what day that was. Just say. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, geez, Louise. But uh, anyway, that's the thing. Uh, if you're day feeding, hit one bar with forty of your friends. The next bar, maybe with a handful of friends, and then take a, take a taxi home or walk home, and just be quiet, be polite, look out the window, and when you get to your place, pay and go to bed. Maybe eat a little pizza, maybe a little shabu shabu or something before you go to bed. But uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Next story. Okay. You want this one? Sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, two climbers missing in Northern Alps in Nagano. Wow. Police and emergency services personnel resumed a search on Sunday for two men who have been missing for two days in the Northern Alps in Nagano Prefecture. It's too bad. Uh, the two men, Kentaro Nakamura, 23, a university student from Inagi City in Tokyo, mm. and Shun Yagisawa. 26, a self-employed resident of Tokyo, said a guy award. We're last heard from on Thursday night, Kyoto News reported. That's not good. Police said the two men stayed Thursday night in the Northern Alps area and originally planned to return home on Friday, but called relatives on Thursday night to say they were going to spend another day climbing. Uh, They were thought to be heading to Mitsumata, one of the two trailheads in Azumino to Mount Jonendaka area, where there's no cell phone reception. Always a bad call there. Yeah, I agree. Police began a search on Saturday after the men relatives uh, contacted them late Friday. Yeah, that's a tough one. That I I realized recently after watching like a documentary, a lot of people get injured or go missing in Japan from hiking. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. In Japan? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that in the States or in Europe, but I've never heard about that in Japan. Yeah, really? a lot of people either go missing or the or just have these fatalities. Hiking is a very treacherous sport activity wow. in Japan. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't well, they got no cell reception. Hopefully they're up there. Maybe they're up there having a party. You know, they they got some music, they're cooking some like food, hanging out or something. There's like, oh, let's take a couple more days. And the thing is if something happens, you can't reach hopefully. out. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I I will hope they're they're fine. I yeah, hope yeah, they get totally. rescued, or I hope they're enjoying themselves up there so much where basically they're taking a couple extra days or something. Right. I don't know. I I never leave the city. Well, I I left the city once two years ago. I, I was in a like I had a cabin, but I'm a city <laughs> guy. So in the woods, in the woods, a cabin in the woods. The cabin. It was spooky. It was really spooky. There was mosquitoes, and uh, yeah, I went to the beach once too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of sand. I was worried about sharks. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I don't know. It, can be, it can be quite treacherous in Japan. Have you ever been to Mount Fuji? Uh no, I haven't. I've it's on my bucket list. Really? You gotta do it. Yeah, absolutely. I've been I've done Takao. I used to live in Takao. Oh wow. But um I have not done the Fuji. Wow. Yeah, I, I did Fuji with my uh, host family when I first came to Japan. And we, we drove from um, Kawasaki all the way to Fuji. And we drove halfway up there to like the part where you got you have to stop driving. Right. We got out, we took some photos, and then we got back in the car and we drove back. And I was like, 
that was it. <laughs> that was it. I, that, wow, that was it. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what the plan was or anything because at the time I couldn't speak any Japanese and they spoke minimal English, whatever. Right, right. So basically, yeah, we just drove there, took some photos, hung out a little bit, and drove back. Time to go, peace. Yeah. But I got to say, uh, Mount Fuji is beautiful. It's really beautiful. Even from like the point that we're at, the, the driving area, there's like a parking lot. And from there, you can kind of walk around. You can see like the clouds below you. It was really, really gorgeous. Mount Fuji is amazing. It's it's absolutely a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, that's I think everybody good. should go. Absolutely. Yeah, you should definitely go, yeah, it's man. It's on the list for sure. It's going to happen. Oh, man. Okay, let's see here. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's do two more. Okay, uh, do you like baseball? I'm not a uh, baseball fan, but I like sports. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll do the baseball one, and then you can do this one. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Former pro baseball player gets 16 months in prison for stealing whiskey from a supermarket. Now, I love whiskey, but I've never stolen whiskey. I've never stolen anything, really. Um, <clears throat> the story takes place in Yokohama. A Yokohama District Court has sentenced a 47-year-old former professional baseball player to 16 months in prison for stealing seven bottles of whiskey. You know, whiskey is really expensive these days. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. I guess Japanese whiskey won a bunch of awards mm. in Europe. And so pretty much the whole world has been buying Japanese whiskey left, right, and center mm. to the point where like there's like very little real Japanese. I mean, there's very little like uh expensive Japanese whiskey, mm. like the, you know, like the 20 four-year-old Suntory or like the uh, the very rare Ichiro's malts or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the cheaper stuff, the Kaku, yeah, you can get that anywhere. It's still more expensive. I think it's like 200 yen more expensive, but still, yeah, this, this whiskey is probably really expensive. Ooh. So when it says like what? How many bottles? How seven. Many, seven bottles. Seven bottles could be like maybe $7,000 or something. Ooh. I mean, that could be like grand theft. Let's carry on. Hiroshi Ono, who currently lives in Yokohama, played for the Yamuri Giants and the Osaka uh, Ki Kintetsu Buffaloes, both really good teams. He retired from baseball in 2003. Recently, he had been working with a company that sells home exercise equipment. Hmm, it's a good job. Ono has been serving a suspended sentence for stealing two bottles of champagne from a retail store in Akita City on November 25th, 2001, Kyoto News reported. Champagne's also pretty expensive. This guy's got some really good taste. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, holy smokes. However, on May 8th of this year, he stole seven bottles of whiskey worth 35,000 yen, a.k.a. that's like, what, maybe $700 with the exchange rate, seven, right. 800 It's a lot of money. Um, I thought it'd be worth more, to be honest. From a supermarket with the aim of reselling them, the court heard. Oh. Uh, in sentencing, Ono, I mean, it would be better if he's like, I just love whiskey. Right, right. <laughs> I, you can loosely justify that, loosely. The sentence, the sentencing, Ono, in sentencing Ono on Wednesday, the president, the presenting judge said that by violating his suspended sentence for the earlier theft, Ono had shown he could not control his urge to steal. Oh, okay, so that's, that's why right. he got such Second a... offense. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing in Japan. You know, if you do something bad like stealing or something like, um, something that's like kind of minor, I mean, it's bad, but it's not so bad. You'll get a suspended sentence. But if you get busted again, you know, they'll throw the book at you as they did here. So, right. yeah, you, you gotta be, you gotta be a good citizen when you come to Japan. Don't break the laws, you know? And if you do get a second chance, you know, you better... Definitely do everything you can to not break the law ever again. You know, I mean, it's strict here. So you got to follow the rules. True that. 
Okay, all right. So, all right, you get the pervy one, the last one. Last story. Uh, great. I get the last one about the man groping women's buttocks. So great. I'm Thanks sorry. Oh, we can do junk. Now, keep in mind, this is just a news story. This is not about me. Yes. Right? yes, so yes I just yes. want to make that clear. Totally clear. Man on a motorbike, not me, arrested for groping women's buttockses. Police in Osaka have arrested a 30-year-old man on suspicion of sexually molesting a woman in her 20s as she walked along the street. Hmm. According to police, Hiroki Yano, a company employee, always the case, has admitted to the charge. Kyoto News reported, police said that he is accused of riding a motorcycle behind the woman on the morning of October 24th. As he came alongside her, this is not uncommon, unfortunately, folks, he asked her, how are you doing? Then he suddenly groped her buttocks and sped off like a jackass. That's bad. Police uh, there um, have been have. Oh, there have been five similar incidences in the area from November 22nd to October this year. And are questioning Yano about his involvement in those cases. You know what? Mm. <clears throat> have you ever seen that Seinfeld where Kramer got the wrong license plate? Mm. And it said ass man. He's like, I'm not the ass man. I'm not the ass man. Do you think this guy had a license plate that said ass man? Probably so. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, in today's day and age, you cannot do this. I mean, in the 1980s, obviously, if you watch like like Porky's or any of those old like 1980s uh, movies, like with like actors like John Cryer or whatever, you know, stuff like this happened like all the time, right. you know? But yeah, uh, but unfortunately, yeah, it's a really big problem here in uh, in Japan. Yeah, well, I mean, Tokyo, yeah. you got to be careful if you got be careful of people with scooters with the license gropers. plate ass man. Yeah, the gropers, man. Yeah, oh my gosh. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that weird? How that that was like acceptable? Not. I'm sure it wasn't acceptable. But in the 1980s, that was in movies and stuff. Like, right. have you seen Porky's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Porky's. And like watching Porky's again, or like Revenge of the Nerds, or any of those movies, you're like. At this day and age, yeah, at our yeah. at our at our age, the age of what we are, it's just like if you watch it, you're like, this is really bad. <laughs> this is like really, really, this is illegal. You can't be doing. Oh my doing god! That. Right, right. Holy, this is in a movie for kids. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Whoa, you know. So yeah, that this it's crazy. I mean, basically. That was our parents. Our parents were doing that and watching these movies. Game right. on you, parents. It's our parents. It's yeah, the generation. Completely different generation. Yeah. So uh, don't watch any movies from the 80s and do anything that they're doing, especially the movie Weird Science. That's a bad one. <laughs> With the bras on the head. Yeah, don't make your own female. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Either. Actually, you can do that in the, today's age. We're talking about cloning and stuff. You right. te Technically, everything that you can imagine when you're a kid is now here. But uh, yeah, don't do, don't do all the things that you see in movies in the 80s. Okay. Well, on that note, Q, thank you very much for being on the show, it's man. It's been a blast. Thank oh, you for goodness. having me. Yeah, and thank you for reminding me of doing the news, man. It's like yeah. been a while since I've done the news, so That's it's so good to for. get caught up. Yeah, oh my gosh. All right, we'll do we'll we'll do the bear attack next week. <laughs> no one's coming. Thanks, know. everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Faders, for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. Q, thank you very much for being here on the show. And it's a pleasure, man. Absolutely. And one more time, uh, go into the show notes. Just go down there and you can get all Q's information for bookings, for his artwork, for everything he has. Book him, come to Tokyo, come to Japan, see him perform. He's gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I'll wash your socks afterwards. No, don't do that. It's illegal, <laughs> obviously. 
Don't do that. He won't do that. Wash your socks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't give me your socks either. I don't want them. And um, faders, you know what to do. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Write something groovy. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to us. Give us a thumbs up or whatever. It's totally cool. And uh, we're all over SNS. If you Google Got Faded Japan, we're everywhere. Thank you very much for watching this episode. And we will catch you next time. Peace. My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out of the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Suicide, it's a suicide. Eh, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.